Welcome, listeners, to www.ironradio.org, the website and podcast for all things strength sports and sports nutrition. With your hosts, Lonnie Lowry. Remember, Phil is like a gnarled old oak tree held together with scar tissue and bone spurs. Rob Fortney. And I'm telling you, the pain that I would suffer was beyond excruciating. And Phil Stevens. Do it, Rob. You'll kill all those nerves. Thanks for listening. Welcome, IronRadio.org listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry. I'm an exercise physiologist and a nutritionist of about 12 years here as a professor, and I'm a former competitive bodybuilder. And this is Phil Stevens. I'm a strength coach. I run Strength Guild in Topeka, Kansas. I also live for hope. I am the president of the USSF, amongst other things. Oh, yeah. And a powerlifter Highland Games athlete. There you go. A little fresh. I'm the proud owner of a pig, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I bought my wife and daughter's a pig for Christmas. A l- little piglet. As a pet or w- as future pet, food? yeah. Not going to eat him? Uh, unless he gets big enough. He's, he's, a <laughs> deep, he's one of those micro mini pigs. Oh, right, yeah. It's pretty mm-hmm. freaking adorable. But I've got another pig on order that we're eating. So Okay. But, yeah. yeah, don't let them eat. Don't let them talk to each other. Yeah, that be bad. exactly. Okay, um, I've got a little bit of news. Um, I'll share two news blurbs. I'll let you pick the second bit here. Strength and Muscle Sport News. The first one is from New Scientist. Uh, turning back time, aging has been reversed in mice. Now, this is almost crazy here. Um, December 2013 by Lassia Um but basically, it says, imagine if we could turn back time. A team has identified a new way in which cells age, and they've tinkered with that to reverse the process. I'm not going to bore people with all of the details, but basically, Anna Gomez uh, at Harvard Medical School and colleagues, um, they were looking at the messenger RNA content, right? Sort of like the message coming from the DNA and how it communicates back and forth with mitochondria, powerhouses, and this and that. Uh, long story short, one of the shortfalls, I guess, that makes uh, mitochondria function more poorly as you age is a lack of NAD. And if anybody's familiar with a little bit of like energy biochemistry, um, that's like the reason in in a lot of ways, uh, one of the reasons you have a Krebs cycle, you know, to basically break down uh, larger molecules into smaller ones and you get charged up NADs, you become NADH, uh, etc., uh, I'm not going to bore everybody, but the point is um, they were infusing uh, a niacin-related compound because this NAD compound, uh, the N is for nicotinamide, for niacin, basically, and they infused a particular um, nicotinamide mononucleotide, NMN. It's a molecule known to increase these, uh, you know, the level of NAD. Uh, so I usually describe this in class, like a sports nutrition class, like NAD is... Uh, the uncharged battery it's ready to be charged up by the Krebs cycle and go you know provide ATP in the electron transport system and this and that but the point being is this makes me curious does this mean we could eat different forms of niacin and end up with more NAD again this sort of uncharged battery uh, that helps with energy metabolism very interesting to me so um, it th- I think what's coolest about this it's a new way um, to look at aging. It's a new pathway by which aging might occur because if any of our listeners are interested in longevity, and I know there are certain people in the health and fitness industry that are uh, are in fact interested in longevity. That's why I bring this up. But um, the whole 
rate-limiting kind of idea of not having enough NAD around. Well, very interesting. So I'm very curious, of course, where this goes as far as, um, you know, what kind of... Are there certain niacin compounds that we could actually just consume um, and stay younger over the years because of it? Interesting stuff. Um, My second bit, I'm going to let you choose, Phil. Do you want to hear about... Uh, prostate cancer or a breakthrough in that or junk food and memory oh jeez um junk food and memory I thought you might say that um everybody the I'm not going to bore you with the pole prostate thing but there's been a, a breakthrough of sorts in animal models um in fact one of the discoveries of the year for 2013 in the science circles was in fact immunotherapy against cancer like getting surrounding cells to attack the cancer, uh, learning how cancers evade the immune system and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so there's been a big breakthrough as far as animal research with prostate cancer. Um, So, you know, obviously people have argued over the years, is that related to testosterone or is it just estrogen or what is it? But, okay, mostly we'll focus on the junk food here. It says junk food can ruin memory. This is from a New Zealand uh, paper, the New Zealand Herald. Uh, Let's see here. It says, it's no secret that a diet of cakes, sweet treats, and burgers can impact your waistline. Uh, But, you know, what about memory? Uh, It says, researchers placed groups of rats on different diets. Uh, A low-fat food with with sugar water added. A low-fat food with regular water. Cafeteria diet with water. And a cafeteria diet with the sugar water. Um, basically, it boils down to this. All the rats on diets that had high sugar and fat, so cake, chips, biscuits, uh, they all showed memory deficits in less than a week. That's wow. what blew my mind. Um, it suggests you don't need to be eating a high-fat diet to get these memory deficits. You can do it with high sugar, she said. The affected animal showed a poor ability to notice when an object had been shifted to a new location. And then they looked inside the brain. I guess there was some inflammation in the hippocampus, which is linked to like spatial memory and that sort of thing. But what blew me away was I believe it was as little as five days, uh, and they already had started having some memory problems. So damn, that's crazy. Uh, that's not good. Yeah, that's 16 December 2013. Uh, University of New South Wales. So I, I had heard that before, actually, about stuff like bologna and hot dogs, like the nitrites. Oh, yeah. That reminds me of the the whole thing now. There's the trend coming around of calling Alzheimer's type three diabetes. Have you heard that? No. Interesting. Yeah, there's a whole new there's a there's a sect of doctors that are blaming it on like sugar and in, intake and stuff like that. So and your insulin levels. They're saying that Alzheimer's is an onset from bad diet. And yeah, they're they're wanting to make it called type three diabetes. So you know, I'm trying to save it until. Uh after the first of the year, but if we do a look back and look ahead episode, uh, which is what I'd like to do in uh, January, uh, one of the things that I've seen repeatedly in the last couple of weeks is that exercise is medicine. And I'm like, duh. You know, I mean, that's been the tagline for the American College of Sports Medicine for years. Yeah. And they're saying, oh, you know, you can cut your risk of some of these diseases by two thirds, you know, depression and diabetes and yeah. And then stuff like you're thinking, like a lot of the mental type of things. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. thanks for finally giving that some attention. And anyway, so uh, 
No, I hadn't heard about the type 3 diabetes thing, though. Wow. All right. Um, well, the topic, let's just get into the topic today. We might have a little bit shorter episode, everybody. Uh, last time we had a mega-sode, so... Uh, <laughs> what I wanted to touch on is just getting big on the cheap, or as you prefer, getting in shape uh, cheaply. This time of year with Boxing Day, you know, all the sales, because everybody's broke from Christmas and all that kind of thing. So I'm thinking, well, you know, what can we do as far as... Uh, Pursuing physique goals or strength goals without breaking the bank, um, and I've got a couple of things here. And uh, you know, Phil, as I go through this, start to ramble. Of course, you obviously chime in. You you always have good ideas. Um, but one of the first things that I was thinking about was um, stuff like protein powder. Um, a lot of people realize that if you get protein in buckets or bags and I'm I'm not playing around here 5 10 pound bags yeah. it is so much cheaper uh, yeah. but here's a couple other tips too my old advisor used to talk about getting um, milk powder I mean if you're not lactose intolerant that is about as cheap is- as you you can get giant 5 pound boxes of this stuff at a discount grocer yeah. um, you know that's casein right milk is 80% casein 20% whey now, again, there's some dried lactose sugar in there, so that might shut you down if you're lactose intolerant. But if you're young and you can handle lactose, wow. Drink up. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, yeah, drink up. I used to make double-strength milk. Uh, I would put basically dry milk powder in huh. a cup of regular milk. You know, uh-huh. that's like 16, 20 grams of protein. Yeah. Um, which brings me to another point about protein and cheapness is... Um, you don't really have to consume 50 grams of protein at a time. I've noticed a lot of these canisters, it'll say, use two scoops or three scoops, you know, get 50, 75 grams of protein. But it's pretty clear now, work from Stu Phillips and those guys, that you you max out protein synthesis in your muscles with about a 20 to 30 gram dose. And most of the research actually said 20. So when I say 20 to 30, that, that includes some very large mammals. You know what I mean? So... Um, now, people might need protein beyond that to, to feel full, maybe. You know, like if you're dieting hard, you got to eat something. you know. But as far as maxing your protein synthesis, uh, that's another way you might be able to reduce it. Um, if you're concerned about getting too little, spike it with a little bit of leucine. Um, again, some of those Canadian guys have shown that you can max out protein synthesis outside of the post-workout environment with as little as 6 grams of protein if it's spiked with uh, 3 or 4 grams of leucine. So I guess what I'm saying is you can stretch the building blocks thing, the protein amino acids thing. You can stretch that pretty far. And I don't think most guys do, you know. Uh, again, barring stuff like eating for pleasure or because you're hungry and you've got to eat something, fine. But if you're thinking about just protein synthesis, you know, proteins are usually the expensive foods. So get your 20 or 30 grams per meal, maybe five or six times a day, just being practical. And then... You know, carbs are cheap, you know, and there's a lot of fats that are quite cheap, too. It's the protein foods. I mean, think about the food chain. That's why they're so expensive. Yeah. No, and I did on that. That's why exactly. And it's this time of year we always do it. I'm getting ready to order. Well, we were talking about pigs earlier at the beginning of the show. We order a pig and a half a cow at the beginning of the year. And, yeah, the initial cost is not it's, – it's expensive. But um, in the long run, we basically never have to go to the store and get meat through the rest of the year. Um, and you're paying a lot less a pound. 
uh, we paid, I think it was like $1.58 a pound for a pig. Oh, wow. And, uh, it was right about 4 bucks a pound on average for the beef. But you got to remember that half of that is like really expensive cuts. Like, you know, $18, $19 a pound cuts when you're talking ribeyes and prime rib and, you know, T-bones and porterhouse and blah, 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 blah. You yeah. know, and it was across the board. All of it cost the same. So, you know, my concern for a while there was if I invest in a chest freezer, is that going to eat up electricity so much that I lose the discount? You know, no, it's they're not that bad. I think like mine, because I had to buy another one. Um, the one I bought says like eighteen dollars a year is your energy cost or something like that. Yeah, so it's not that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, you're right. That's a good point. Is they label how many dollars a year it costs to run a lot of this stuff? Exactly. So. so. And, you know, that's a cheap way to get in. I mean, you, your initial investment's heavy, but, um, you know, if you're wanting to go real cheap, go with the pigs. I mean, you can get a whole pig and have it slaughtered for under 300 bucks, Or, hell, have a pig roast and cook the whole thing in one go and freeze it. How many pounds yeah, of meat? Whole... How much is that, then? How much meat? Oh, uh, 150, 200 pounds. Wow. Wow. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of meat. So, and yeah, if you don't get it butchered, if you just want to cook it whole and have a freaking pig roast and then, you know, package it and freeze it, you're getting off even cheaper because there's no butchering fee. But mm-hmm. um, you're talking $150 for a pig. So, yeah. Well, these are good ways to get your protein then. You yeah, know? exactly. And then, I don't know, chickens and stuff are always fairly cheap. If you were like me, you can raise your own chickens, but um, you know, that's fairly that's easy, but you got to be. I, I don't think I'd grow raise chickens in the city. I know some people who do, but they piss off your neighbors, I think. But Yeah, we've yeah. toyed with that ourselves, but being in this kind of a suburban environment, I don't know if that's going to fly here. I don't yeah. know. Um, so. You know what else I was going to offer is something that I used to do growing up, and I know Rob used to do this. I'd watch him eat eat this constantly, but um, tuna, you know, cans of tuna are still pretty cheap. They're not always less than 50 cents a can like they used to be. And Actually... Yeah. The cans are smaller than they used to be, too. You used yeah. to get three or four, I think, four servings, maybe. Yeah. And I don't think you get as much. So you got to be careful. The, this uh, container sizes are smaller these days. And then everything's more expensive. But tuna is a pretty cheap way to get some protein in you, too, especially if you don't get much fish in your diet. I know I people fuss about the filth content and all the, the bad things in tuna. But, you know. If, if you can stand it, too, mackerel in the big cans is dirt cheap. But you got to go. It's fishy. I drank. I ate that by the can when I was in graduate graduate school when I was poor. But it was a great. You'd get a big like soup can size thing of mackerel for about a buck. Oh man! <laughs> oh, but it's 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 like eating a whole can of sardines. It's fishy. But well, let me ask you this: Would you? you are you going to try to put that in a recipe? Or are you just going to swallow it down? I just ate it, man. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I used to do that with two enough to hide it. You know, you'd have to work hard to hide it. So I just gobbled it down, man. Yeah. So, Aside from like throwing it in some uh, mac and cheese or something, that's also dirt cheap, you know. Yeah. Uh, I would just try to rinse the tuna down. I actually found that orange juice worked really well for that. I don't know, maybe it's like the citrus fish thing, but I would just wash it down with OJ, uh, you know, a can or two as soon as I was done in the gym. Yeah. And, you know, but I think boom. like uh, people like us have learned that to look at food more as fuel, and I, I definitely can. You know, I can I can take a can of tuna like that and just. Okay, I'm putting it down, you know, and I, I just slam it down and go. Right. You know? So, um, but no, a lot of people no, no. aren't that way. But I mean, it's a it's a good it's a good thing to do. No, you're right. This is by no means comfort food. This isn't going to make you no. feel better <laughs> in any way, except that you got the building blocks in you. You know, exactly. And yeah, yeah. 
There's you can pack like you said. The tuna is good. I used to get the huge like five pound cans at Costco. They have the huge cans of tuna. Oh, that's a good good call. <clears throat> you know, you can get it even cheaper, but no, yeah, I'm Sam's Club, Costco. Yeah, that's a good point. Peanut butter is another good one. I like. It's fairly cheap, and I personally go for the natural stuff. And not, it's not because I'm a you know I I don't poo poo carbs that often, but I just like the taste of it better. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually getting all peanuts. So. Well, you can definitely find research that peanut protein does not support muscle protein synthesis as much as like dairy proteins. But yeah. you know, like you're saying with a the vehicle, there's your calories. You know, it is yeah. it's more protein. Uh, yeah, um, I'd look at that as more of a. I wouldn't look at like it as a, a protein source either. I'd just look at it as calories. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah, and it's, yeah. it's good, uh, healthy, monounsaturated fats, just similar to olive oil, you know, and uh, good stuff. Yep. Yeah. You know the other thing. The other thing I'm thinking about when we think of cans of stuff is creatine. And people probably heard me fuss about this before, but really beware getting proprietary blends of uh, creatine with some kind of patented delivery system. Um, because that delivery system it amounts usually to sugar or maybe sugar in like lipoic acid, which is sort of a vitamin. But um, don't do that. Just get creatine monohydrate. I mean, straight creatine is what you want. All the other stuff, I mean, it's retarded to spend $50 on a canister when only about a quarter of it or less is actually creatine, and it's almost entirely Kool-Aid. You know, it's literally just sugar. So don't do that, right? Get the Amazing people still fall for that. Yeah, get the creatine and then have fun with your sugar. Popsicles, (laughs) bread and jam, whatever, ice cream, I don't know, you know. But gosh, don't spend supplement dollars... Like, it's some kind of fancy delivery system when it's literally table sugar. You know, that's just foolish. Table sugar is practically free. It's so cheap. Another thing we do a lot is buffets. You can eat on the cheap. Uh, We got some great, like, uh, Asian food buffets here. And you don't have to eat bad there. And you can, I mean, you go there for lunch at $6.99 and just go in and this is my big meal of the day type of thing. Yeah, we do that in my house. You can pack in some protein for six ninety nine. You can't, and you know what? If you're not good at eating enough vegetables, because I'm actually not, mm-hmm. half the buffet is veg. You know, yeah. so people might say, "Oh, it's veg in oils and this and that." Fine, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not averse to the calorie part. I just want to get the vegetables in me. You know, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. And you know, another thing too is um, dry beans and rice. Uh, yeah. You can buy bags of dry beans or bags of dry rice. And that's how Fortress used to do it. He'd eat lots of cans of tuna with the with the rice and everything. Um, but the point is, they're so cheap. You know, then you get fiber, you get some protein, you get some calories, and it's way cleaner than if you just grab stuff like uh, dollar cheeseburgers out running around. Yeah. Uh, but that's I'm always a big fan of that kind of stuff. Yes, you gotta you could do the quick method. You don't have to soak them overnight with the beans and everything. But yeah, there's a little bit of prep involved there. But once you've got rice and beans. I mean, that's actually complete protein when you're mixing them together like that. And then you, you use it like a vehicle. Throw in a bunch of chicken and beef or whatever you want, make it into a dish and, and win, you know, for really, really cheap. It doesn't have to be super expensive to eat well, I don't no, think. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. That's, a, you know, like you said, the chicken, huge bags. They sell huge bags of frozen legs and thighs at the store, too, for really cheap. And we do that quite a bit. Or turkeys. I don't. We've talked about this before. Turkey is not just a Thanksgiving meal for us around here. Right. It's a big, huge bird for like fifty cents a pound. It's buying in bulk. <laughs> yep. yep. You know, you can get a fifteen-pound bird for like eight bucks and go for it. You know, and 
throw that damn thing in the oven for a few hours, and you're good to go. Right on. So right you on. can pick on that thing for a, a week, the whole family. So. Uh, okay, I'll tell okay. you what. Let's go to break a little bit here. Um, when we come back, uh, I got some tips about some uh, meds, uh, workout stuff, that sort of thing. But before we go to break, I want to offer this CD review. I almost forgot. Here's a CD review from Fortress. I know there were some guys looking forward to this stuff. Uh, we've not played this one yet, so uh, as soon as Rob is done, we'll go to break, and then Phil and I will be back. Welcome to the Fortress's album reviews here on ironradio.org. Um, the second album I'm going to review today and suggest for those of um, us among us that uh, enjoys heavy metal is a, a Canadian band that happens to be my favorite band of all time, Annihilator. I've discussed them before. Um, their new album, which came out a few months ago, um, is their 14th studio album, and it's called Feast. And uh, actually, this special edition features a very cool 3D cover um, that owes much to the whole zombie craze that's been uh, going around the globe here for the last several years. Anyway, Feast, 14th album by Annihilator, um, features nine songs. For, for those who are uh, familiar with Annihilator, Annihilator is a um, technical thrash speed metal band, again, from here from uh, Canada, that originated in the um, 8990 era for their first album. Um, their first album, Alice in Hell, is actually uh, deemed now a, bit a classic um, of the form. Anyway, Annihilator is very peculiar um, for, for a thrash speed metal band in that they are very diversified. Um, Annihilator features basically um, Jeff Waters, the guitar player, founder, producer, songwriter. He's kind of the main man in the band, has had a, a, a ton of members come and go over the years. Um, the current vocalist, Dave Patton, has now been with the band for quite some time, about a decade or so. Um, anyway, so on this album, um, as I said, there's nine songs. Um, very well produced. Sounds great. Um, again, for people who know Annihilator, it is very similar to a lot of their recent stuff um, as far as that mid-tempo double kick. Um, very lockstep riffing um, and this type of thing. Jeff Waters is known for being one of metal's greatest guitar players. He certainly is. Um, rhythmically, he's unparalleled. Um, and from a soloist standpoint, he's very unique as well, um, and very impressive. Um, so anybody who would be interested in something like this, um, I would very, very highly um, suggest you check it out. Um, again, nine songs. Um, strangely enough, I find a lot of, um, on, I prefer a lot of the, the later songs on a lot of Annihilator albums. Having said that, the whole album is great. Um, there's one ballad, Perfect Angel Eyes, that's, uh, little cheesy, but again, for people who know Jeff Waters and Annihilator, that's kind of par for the course. On the special edition that I mentioned earlier, there's a bonus disc called Rekill, um, and I strongly advise those uh, people to pick this one up too. It has 15 re-recorded um, old Annihilator classics, um, and for a guy like me who's a huge, huge fan of the band, um, that was a scary proposition. Um, for them to have do because a lot of these old songs 
feature different singers and so forth and there's such some of these songs are so iconic that um again for an old fan a diehard fan like myself that was a little bit of a scary proposition but as it turns out jeff waters doesn't let us down so um, the re-recordings are amazing um, the album is another winner for annihilator um, i probably rank it somewhere in the middle of their discography as far as my overall enjoyment of it um, this is a kind of metal too that i think a lot of people who are into metal might find to be very beneficial um, pre and during their workouts because it has that kind of that energy and really powerful forward, forward momentum um, that might be um, desired when you're lifting and pumping the iron so anyway so for those who are inclined annihilator the album is called feast um, 14th studio album in and uh, check it out Hi, this is Dr. Lowry with an update on the protein book that you hear about in the ad at the end of the show. Uh, if you simply Google CRC Press and protein, uh, there's a new development. On the right side of the page, you can see ebook, and there's a purchase slash rent option. And the cool thing here is if you check that out now, because they have an agreement with Vital Book, uh, you can actually download the ebook for $69 US dollars. So that's 31% off the $99.95 uh, cover price. So that's pretty fantastic. $69, I think that's going to drop it into the affordable range for a lot of people. And you can even rent it. Uh, lower down the page, they have 180-day rentals and one-year rentals. So you can access the book in electronic format and get some of this juicy information. So thanks. Hi, this is Dr. Lonnie Lowry, and on behalf of Phil and Rob, I'd just like to let listeners know that if you love us or you hate us, we'd like you to leave a comment or perhaps vote for us on iTunes. It helps us out quite a bit on the popularity side of things. Uh, you can also follow uh, Dr. Lowry, me, on Twitter. Uh, it's Lawnman7 on Twitter if you want to do that. We also have a Facebook page, the Iron Radio uh, listeners page. So, uh, whether it's leaving a comment or voting for us or following us on Twitter or Facebook, uh, that would be fantastic. Also, uh, occasionally Rob or myself will write an article for another website and Phil will as well. So lots of ways to um, interact, uh, follow us in other media and vote for us and uh, keep things going strong on Iron Radio. Thanks. Hi, this is Rob Porches Fortney, and I'm here to ask that, as the holidays approach and your thoughts turn to giving, you consider your friends here at ironradio.org. Over the past several years, we've heard and read hundreds of listener comments hoping that Iron Radio stays on the air for years to come. We are here for you. But, like any other radio format, we're listener-supported. That's where you come in. For just $4 per month, you can become a sporting member. Keep your weekly dose of education, experts, and gen talk flowing. Just go to www.ironradio.org and click on the $4 monthly subscribe button near the bottom of the page or click the donate button at the right of the page for a one-time donation. You are the Iron Brother and Sister. Thanks for helping us create a place for better internet programming for all strength and muscle sports and a happy holidays. 
Politics of Iron Radio. In addition to being a popular institute on iTunes, we are also on email. Simply go to www.ironradio.org and sign up for the voluntary email. You'll get a once-per-week email, no more, that's little more than the show notes and a link to the audio. So go for it. All right, everybody, we're back. It's Lonnie and Phil, and we're talking about getting in shape on the cheap. Uh, if you're like us, you spent some money on Christmas and uh, the holiday season in general. And so what do you do? Well, we just talked about some ways that you can eat uh, well uh, fairly cheaply, get fiber, protein, calories, that kind of stuff. Um, one of the things that I wanted to offer, and I bet Phil d- does this too, but um, if you're like us and you uh, are friends with ibuprofen, um, I just took three today before I worked out, and uh, ibuprofen, caffeine, aspirin, that kind of stuff, boy, go get those in a dollar store. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but they are dirt cheap. Don't buy those little 16 blister packs you know, of uh, some of these different kinds of meds. You can go to dollar stores and get this stuff for so cheap, it's, it's outrageous. I mean, bottles of 60 to 100 you know, things of caffeine, ibuprofen, stuff like that. For peanuts. So I would say if you've got a dollar store around, if you drive all over town looking for this, you're going to waste the money in the gas. You know what I mean? It's like the freezer and the and the sides of beef thing. you don't, you got to think about everything that goes into acquiring it, I guess. But um, if you've got a convenient dollar store around, give it a look because, boy, I, do not go buy the name brand stuff like No Dose or um, yeah. what's the name brand ibuprofen? I don't remember anymore. Uh, uh Advil, I think. Um, I think it is, yeah. And I have nothing against it. I, it, it great, you know, but um, God, you can get this stuff so dirt cheap in a dollar store. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, another thing, that's a good, good point. Another thing about this dollar store that I've been doing is going there and getting energy drinks. We've got, I have a convenience store about two blocks from my home. About six blocks from my home is a dollar store. I can go to the convenience store, it's like $3 for a energy drink. I drive down to the, you know, four more blocks and it's a dollar 25. Yeah, over a dollar. And it's like, come on. Yeah. You know, I'm sure so people have noticed. Cheap. I mean, god, you go to a convenience store, they charge you for that convenience. Oh, I mean, a yeah, 16 ounce pop cuz cuz it's convenient. Yeah. But they'll I, charge you a 2 liter no. price for a 16 ounce pop or worse. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's yeah, that's horrible, but uh No, I don't know what else can you get in uh, those stores, but on to the workout thing. I don't know. The first one I'd say would be uh I'm a big fan of sleds, and we make our own. Um, I go down to, I actually used to work at a tire shop, so I go to the one I used to work at. But tire shops always have junk tires. They actually have to pay to get rid of them. And I just go ask for a tire. And if you get like a 13-inch tire, great. Um, Then your 45-pound plate won't fall through the hole. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just take a rope and a little eye bolt, so it costs you about 5 bucks, and you make a sled. And the good thing about them, I have a steel sled, and then we have a, a bunch of tire sleds. I can put three or four 45-pound plates and walk the steel sled for major distances and get the same out of a 25-pound plate on a rubber tire because the tire just grabs the road, so you have you know you don't have to use as much weight. Just friction. It gives you more resistance. Yeah, it just grabs the road. The steel yeah. sled slides on it, <laughs> whereas the, you know, the, the rubber sled grabs the road and, and gives you more resistance with less weight. So, you get rid. You know, the tire goes bad. You go get rid of it. 
but and you steal a sled, you grind it to nothing, you gotta buy another one. So Right. But the tire is free, right? The tire is free, so you just get another free yeah, tire. Exactly. I mean, essentially, all you're paying for is a little, an eyeball and a piece of rope. So, and you can use that over and over again. So, if you burn through the tire, but I mean, that's going to take. We've been open here two years, and we just went through our first one. So, no, that's a great. Idea. It takes a lot of pulling, but I mean, that's a great exercise. It it kills your hamstrings, and just go for a walk is what I have people do. Sometimes we'll do sled sprints, but the most usual it's. Okay, take that for a twenty minute walk. <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. So. And it adds a little bit of resistance, which is handy, you know, and Yeah. Uh, it's a lot nicer on your joints than, than running, in my opinion, you know, for distance. Right. So. It's that kind of steady resistance instead of that jarring impact. Yes. Crap. Exactly. It's just drag, drag. You know, it's like Conan bringing the with the Conan's wheel. <laughs> so That's a good visualization. It's more right. manly to drag things than jog. Yeah. You know, well, you know what? Uh, along similar lines, one of the things that I've done in the past is uh, I, back in the day, uh, I don't know, it was only probably five or five. so years ago, but the guys at the X-Vest company gave us X-Vests. You know, those yeah. very, I don't know how much those, those are not cheap. Uh, no, they're not. Yeah, I, think, I, got I think it was like two or three hundred bucks and they're loaded with the, like the you know the lead pellets and all that. But yep. and nothing against those guys because it, arguably it's not as anatomically um you know, correct, I guess. That's maybe uh-huh. not the right term, but I would just load heavy school books into a backpack. Like, yeah. when I would go do walks in the morning, like brisk pre-breakfast walks, just to get lean, I mean, you don't have a treadmill available? Get outside. I mean, actually, a lot of people don't realize, if it's cool outside or quite cold, you actually burn more calories, right? Because you think about it, human beings are homeotherms. We hold 37 degrees C, uh, 98.6 Fahrenheit. And I'm saying go out and fr- don't go out and freeze. I'm just saying you know, don't overbundle. Get out there with a heavy backpack full of uh, books, um, yeah, and just walk instead of run. Yeah, you know, it's instead of jogging kind of thing. But uh, that kind of, if you want to do that sort of medium paced or you know lower paced steady state cardio, that's a way to do it. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree with that. Um, it, for the faster paced stuff, I like hill sprints. Hill sprints are good, um, and it's pretty much just finding a hill. You know, hopefully there's one close you can ride your bike to it. There you go. Now you got a warm up. You know, and I used to do a lot of that when I was more into the strongman stuff. Um, and anytime we're doing sprints itself, I, I like them loaded more than I do uh, just sprints. For some, I, I've seen less injuries when you're dragging something for fast speeds than mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people pull hamstrings just going out and sprinting. You know, and things like that. Oh, I'll uh, tell you. One of the things that uh, I've noticed in my forties, if I go, if I go do sprints, I will hurt myself. I mean, I yeah. hate to say that, but like you, again, back to that constant resistance. What you're yeah. talking about, I don't think that would hurt me. I'd be happy no, to go all you out like go that. Go hard against the resistance, and it doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just so much better on you. I don't know. And it's one of those things. Is it worth it in the long run? We got to look at how many miles we put on. And I think stuff like that is just it's more bang for the buck with less damage done. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I know people that are runners, and most of them have bad knees and feet and everything else. And it's, uh, yeah, I, I, but I don't see the same from people who like walked with heavy stuff all the time, right? You know, yeah. I don't know, but, so you know, even deep snow this time of year, that just go with it. You know, zen, oh, yeah. like roll with it. That's a, that's an opportunity. You know what I mean? You get rocky. out there. You know, put a log on your back and go all rocky. Yeah, rocky. Yeah. What was that? Rocky four. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Other than that, I mean, 
you know, you want to go home gym cheap, go to Sears or Dick's and buy a 300-pound barbell and a bar for 199 bucks, and stop paying your $24 to the, you know, local club and uh, just see what you can do with just a bar and weights. I mean, I think a lot of people don't, they don't credit it enough how much can be done with a bar on the floor and weight. Oh, for years, dude, I have done that. Like, um, my gym is not open on Sundays. It's the one thing I just don't like about it because I need my weekends to for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I had a little squat rack and stuff. But even if it's just a utility bench, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, like you said, a bar on the floor and a utility bench, boy, that goes a long way. Oh. I mean, if you think of squats, overhead presses, rows, yeah. deads, I mean, if you got the bench... You know, heavy dumbbell presses or flies or, you know, V-sits for your core. I mean, there's so many things that you can do off yeah. uh, just a, a bench and a barbell, you know. One hell of, I think you could build one hell of a, a physique with the 300-pound set in a bar if you put your mind to it. Yeah. I don't yeah. think you'd need much more than that. Sure, you're going to be repping things out, but you could build one... I don't know. If I had like three years with a volunteer and that's all I got to use, I think I could do it. (laughs) Well, you know, I think ironically that if somebody really sort of pushed us and said, listen, you can only pick this many hundreds of dollars worth of equipment, get somebody in shape, I would probably default to the Olympic bar anyway. Oh, yeah. You know? so It's just so versatile. And, you know, you can... Curls, triceps, I mean, you can squat, for God's sakes. You know, you you can clean it and front squat it. And okay, so if you can't get it to your shoulders, well, you need to get stronger. So you start doing more pulls. Yeah, you know? right. So stiff leg deadlifts for your hamstrings, all kinds yeah. of stuff. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can floor press. You get a partner. All you need, if you had a partner, then you just doubled your exercises. I will say this one caveat: if you're going to do this, uh, li- any listeners out there, my basement ceiling is not very high. I'm an old uh, house; it's like a century house, you know, and. I, it was tall enough I could squat, but like it was, military's not going to happen. Um, yeah. But even then, as soon as it was warm enough outside, I have a little spot outside, almost like a picnic table spot with a bunch of, you know, those rubber, uh, it's almost like mulch. Um, and I would just do, you know, like cleans or cleans and press kinds yeah. of things out in the sunshine. As soon as spring hits, I know we're fantasizing here. We got months before this happens, but it's really fun to, to try to get outside. You know, we've talked about oh, that yeah. before. It's really fun. Yeah. So. And yeah, I mean, you mix in the overhead press, and one thing I think people don't realize is the reason the bar, the reason plates are the height they are, is so your head can fit under it, and it doesn't kill you. So, I mean, you get a partner, you can get under the bar, and they pick it up a little bit, and you can bench press right on the floor. You know, you're floor pressing. Yeah. Things like yeah. that. You know, there's, there's there's ways around it. That's how I started, actually, just floor pressing. Yeah. So, hey, and you know what? Here's another one, too. Uh, I know a lot of people go they ask for uh, workout music and whatnot, but um, God, I don't know how they do it because of copyright stuff. But YouTube is loaded with every kind of metal uh, video you could imagine, and I mean, sometimes I have to remind myself of that. Like, oh, I'm going to go buy some stuff on iTunes or or this or that, and that's handy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I mean, if you've got streaming access to YouTube, yep. you could sit around and have coffee before you go to the gym, and you can rock out to any <laughs> band you want for yep. an hour. While you have your coffee and get and get loaded for the gym, you know, yeah. uh, just really good idea. I think as far as cheapness goes, I've actually done that. And you know what, Rob used to love to. I'd go over to his apartment, we'd break out the 
instant coffee and he'd show me all these metal videos and you know he's a collector of that stuff but now there's no reason to well unless you're a collector there's no reason to go buy them you know we yeah. could we could sit around in my living room on and just watch on a big screen just the, exactly. the most aggressive uh, metal tunes throughout history you know yeah. so uh, and the same thing can be said for a lot of it on things like uh slacker radio and stuff like that and as long as you don't mind the commercial every four or five songs it's free yeah, you know, I've noticed yeah. Apple and Microsoft are doing something similar to Slack or two. Like, um, like I, I'm, I, I, I don't know if I would call I, it subscribe, subscribe. but I, I yeah, listen I, to uh, their version, the Microsoft version of Amon Amarth Radio. You know, and okay. whatever isn't the Viking Rockets from some other band of similar exactly. similar exactly. genre. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's good. It's a it's good stuff. You know, so uh, and you know, for that matter too, you could actually uh, partake of the free stuff on YouTube, like uh, some of the you know pumping iron and all that kind of stuff i mean if you want to go watch documentary types of things i was a huge fan it's called total rebuild i've mentioned it before on the air but um it's in a couple of different parts but uh, when i first got this on vhs tape it was called the comeback and it's basically about tom platt's in the 1980 mr olympia and arnold's return after years of being away and it's just really cool and i don't know how much of that is scripted versus you know documentary i don't care you know um but now it's called Total Rebuild. And, yeah, if you're a little bit tired of listening to the uh, music videos, go check that one out because that'll get you in the mood to lift. All right, I'll watch old, like, uh, Zane, you know, uh, on stage in Munich or wherever, all over the world. And this is very motivating for me to watch those guys, you know. Yeah. So, uh, free. <laughs> free. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Nothing, nothing wrong with that, for sure. Jeez, um, what else we got? Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think about stuff like even, uh, you know, gear, clothes, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, that doesn't require anything fancy. Oh, and uh, I'm I'm lucky because I get to perpetually live in, in workout clothes. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, that's the way to go to, for me. I mean, it's comfortable. It's fairly cheap as long as you're I, – I don't go – I'm not a big – I'm gonna go buy the latest Under Armour thing and this and that. When nowadays you can buy something just like it without without the UA on there. But um, exactly, I'm a big fan of the sort of compression garments and that sort of stuff. You know, yeah. back in the yeah. day, like in the '80s, uh, even '90s, we would call that spandex. Now people don't say yeah. that anymore. You know, but yeah, I actually exactly. have I saved a pair. <laughs> You're gonna laugh at this, but it's black and yellow striped bumblebee looking spandex. I bought it at World Gym out in Venice. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's what back in those days the guys would wear you know uh, spandex shorts and tights all the way down to their ankles all the time and it they yeah. do make your legs look flipping huge yeah um, but yeah way too embarrassing I, don't, I can't even bring myself to wear it under my sweats now for a compression garment <laughs> but it's just too cheesy you know but uh, yeah but I agree 100% now with clothes sometimes you get what you pay for you know uh, what you pay for because I don't want to buy something that's going to f- go threadbare and have dry rot in the elastic and stuff before I even get to use it. But yeah, but there's no way I know I've seen prices even the the um, Under Armour um, wholesale outlet that's near here in a in a you know outlet mall kind of thing. Uh, ridiculous. I'm like if these are wholesale outlet prices, I can't imagine. I would never pay these prices. This is asinine. You know, like you like yeah. you. I'm going to go get something. Uh, you know, sometimes you, know. you can even get name brand stuff. You go to like a Marshalls or a TJ Maxx. I don't know. I'll go, I'm not a, um, too proud to go to these discount stores because I mean, all you're doing is wearing them like a second layer for compression. You know, nobody, yeah. nobody sees it. Who cares? I don't know. 
So for so. sure, um, carrying things. That's another. I, Dan John's big on that, and I think it's a good one to, to hit up because it's essentially free. Find big, heavy objects, pick up and carry. Repeat. You know, <laughs> um, you'd be amazed how strong you can get. I mean, you don't have to have a pair of farmer's walk handles. It can be anything. You know, like I'd, your backpack I'd, trick. It can be. You know, you can load up two backpacks, put one in each hand. See how much they can carry. Absolutely. Or, or a sandbag, you know, sandbags exactly. or, or bags I, of mulch. Yeah. We go. We went and got a boatload of those, uh, like the Army rucksacks at a surplus store. And I think I paid like three bucks a piece for them. And they're huge. And you can chuck them full of hundreds of pounds of stuff. And, you know, you pick up this big cumbersome object. You have to get it up on your shoulder or whatever and carry the damn thing. Um, you can even do can, a lighter version of that for cardio, like... Um, you know, get ups or whatever, where you just yeah. you lay down with it next to you. You grab it and you stand up with it. You lay back down. You know, yeah. roll over, grab it, stand up with it, lay back down. I mean, that's going to be some pretty intense cardio if you want it to be. Yeah. One thing I thought about doing because I, I well, I do a lot of tree work around here because we burn a bunch of wood, but it'd be neat to have like just a big pile of large logs or large rocks, and just once a week you had to move them. I thought about doing that. You know, I move that. You know, you move it twenty feet. Okay, next week I got to move it back. You know, yeah, like build a little wall, maybe. I don't know. Huh? Like build a little wall, maybe. Yeah, you know, know. in different locations. Oh, look, Phil's got the wall over here today. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I mean, you had to pick it up and manually do it. And I, I, I'm betting you would build some hellacious real world strength if you did that once, twice a week. Yeah. You know, even if it was twenty minutes. You know. That reminds me, I think if there's one thing that strongman competitions have sort of taught uh, exercise phys academics is that what we used to teach, uh, I think, again, like in the 80s and whatnot about you have to have super strict form and, and this and that, is it's not really necessary. I mean, you can actually get yourself in some pretty awkward, seemingly awkward positions, and there's yeah. not always injury associated with that sort of stuff. Like you yes. might... Ex, you, you might expect, I guess. You know, it's, yeah. it just doesn't happen. Like, you, and I'm, I, I don't want anybody coming back on as like, oh, you guys said to be as awkward as possible and twist. No, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. But again, you watch those guys; they're doing very practical looking kinds of things yeah. against weight, and it's yeah. not. You know, you don't have to you keep have to. yourself in a very single plane of motion with strict curls and isolation movements for Christ's sake. No, yeah, and these the the picking up stuff. It doesn't need to. Good Lord, don't make it super maximal. You know, or even maximal all the time. You don't have to work at the the brink limit to get stronger. You know, I mean, make it heavy things and make that heavy thing easy to move over time. You know, and then move to something a little heavier. But hell, one of the one of the greatest things I did is we loaded a bar with three hundred fifteen pounds, and I have a half mile wooded trail. I had four guys carry it. And they came back, and this oh, was, it was firefighters or SWAT team guys and stuff like that. And it was one of the toughest things they'd ever done. That is brutal. You know, they had to work as a team and carry 315 pounds for a half mile over, you know, crazy terrain. And it was, yeah, it was awesome, though. That almost makes me think of CrossFitters, you know, the kind of the crazy <laughs> stuff I see them doing stuff. But I hear you. That's functional, man. It was that just, it was just simple and hard. They just had to hang on and walk. You know? Right, but, yeah. So... I really noticed when I uh, recently moved, actually it's been about over a year now, but just moving stuff on the moving truck all day long. I was sore in places I didn't know I had, yeah. you know, and, and again, it's just that sort of uh, practical, functional side of yeah. things, I guess. Oh, yeah. A lot of it, I think, comes down to the programming. You know, if, if you don't have to get fancy 
you know, like we're, we just give examples of more or less free cardio with a sandbag or yeah. he- heavy stuff um, for a minimal one-time investment uh, yes. or almost none. Yeah. yeah, it really comes down to creative programming yeah, and knowing what you're doing. Now, you, you know what? Even if you got to go talk to someone like Phil, there's a plug for you. <laughs> got to go talk to somebody to say, hey, I need some creative programming. I have almost nothing. If you work with somebody who has experience, I I can almost guarantee they're going to come up with something that you can yes. stick with. And you can do your cardio, your resistance work. You could do almost anything for practically free. Oh yeah, you can. You know, yeah. It just comes down to wanting to do it too. Um, that's the biggest people thing is people just generally don't want to. But I think not our. Uh, that's not our audience though. I think most people listening yeah. to us actually want to do it. So um, no, that's that's no, right. It's, Less hand holding. I mean, what do a lot of personal trainers do? It, I, I would argue in a lot of ways what gets some of these life coaches or personal trainers, what separates those from real coaches is their job is mostly to sort of kiss ass. I hate to say that, but, you know, pat people on the back, try to ensure compliance. Exactly. But if you, if you do the right kind of programming with long and short-term goals and all that kind of stuff, you're going to get somebody who's eager, uh, yes. you know, to make some progress. Exactly. More, the majority of the time, I'm, I'm, I have to be the opposite. You know, I'll have somebody that's whining. It's like, well, leave them. You know, yeah. you're paying me to tell you what to do. So right. if you don't want to do it, go. I'm not going to beg you. Right. This is how we do it here. Right. This is how yeah, we do it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, you're here. You're you're the one that's paying me. You're the one that came in. I'm right. telling you what to do. You don't like it, go away. Right. And it's not like you have to be 100% inflexible. Everybody's different as an individual. But, you know, yes, yeah, at exactly. some point, yeah, you can get kind of get the sense if they're, like, full of excuses why they can't do this and why they yeah. can't do that. and you know, yeah, it's, uh, you know, but no, generally, I mean, that's the, the, the awesome thing is, you know, getting, you, you love to do it. And it's fun to try new things. You know, I mean, one of the, I go out and throw Highland games and after I'm done throwing my right side of my abdominal region is always just smoked. And it's just a whole different kind of working out, right. you know, even though I'm out there throwing a 16 pound weight or whatever, you know, it's, gotcha. it's amazing what you can do with just a little creativity and go and have some fun. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll leave everybody with one last thing as we start to wind up, maybe a little bit shorter, episode this time around but uh, I would be where specialty supplements and you know what I mean I mean I see so many excited students I just saw one smart guy um, wants to be a strength coach in fact Phil maybe I'll send him out he can intern with you Um, but uh, very excited to go buy a bunch of supplements and he's you know I'm sort of trying to steer him toward okay protein fish oils creatine now creatine's a specialty supplement but there's just too much good about it you know what i mean i think we the supplement world really stumbled onto that one in a lot of ways yeah. borrowed it from real science and it actually worked yeah. um, but specialty stuff that's supposed to like i don't know i'm trying to think of there's so many different things special substances that are supposed to be anabolic or or melt fat away or you know, whatever it is, through some wacky you know, mechanism. Ton, yeah, there's tons of them that have been like Tetris, Tribulus, or Tribulus. Or oh, whatever. right, like oh, the testosterone boosters. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just not as much of a fan because, I mean, let's face it, some people are irrationally against supplements, but stuff like protein, fish oils, that's just food. It's just food in a powder or a capsule. Doesn't mean it's yeah. not food anymore. Um, yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that I like. As a nutrition kind of person, when I work with companies, they might ask me to do a research project or consult on this or that product development and so many times i'm like guys i'm not an herbologist i'm not a toxicologist if you want to sell an actual nutrient i'm the person you can talk to if it's vitamin mineral protein carb fat you know versions of these things 
great or hydration and water of some kind. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm trained in. But as far as a lot of these herbs and stuff, I'm not saying they don't work necessarily. Um, that's just, I have limited training in that way. And a lot of yeah. pharmacists do too. And a lot of dietitians don't have any really. So, yeah. I mean, you just have to be sort of uh, cautious with the specialty stuff because you can easily spend 30, 50 bucks a bottle and you got to think for bang for the buck. You know yeah. what I mean? And if eating, uh, eating, uh, going through a pig that you just bought and it's in your freezer downstairs over the next couple months, you know, you're shoveling that down with rice and dry beans and stuff. Who's going to make the better gains? Those guys or somebody who bought a $50 bottle of a, yeah. a particular herb or a nutrient in tiny microgram amounts, you know. Uh, and yeah, again, I, I, I'm not I, against that. People here in, in the meantime, I've got a 14-year-old kid here that I'm feeding nothing but iron and milk, and he's going to be stronger than you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think a lot of times people are like, oh, you guys are so no-nonsense. It's like, well, that's because over the years you start to realize that's what works. Yeah. And know? it's not – I'm not against trying things. No. And yeah, the placebo effect's real. But, you know, it's, I'm not into wasting money either. So I think that's another thing you learn as you get older, too. Well, that's what it comes down to, right? I mean, you start getting savvy with the uh, how much something should cost versus yes. what you're looking at. If it's got some kind of special delivery system or they're spinning this you know, fantastic uh, description of it about why it's their way protein is so much better than everybody else's. And what, basically, it's building blocks, man. It's convenient. You know, there's a convenience factor there. The dry proteins don't spoil like uh, stuff like uh, moist meats or or milk or cottage cheese or something in the heat, and that's not so much of an issue this year, the time of year. But yeah. uh, but anyway, that's the kind of thing that can eat up the money real fast, too. And, uh, yeah, you can yeah, you make a lot of progress with the simple approaches, I think, that we're kind of laying out here. And by the way, before we end here, gosh, guys, give us your opinions or your ideas you know with this sort of stuff uh, on our forum because I bet you guys have great ideas I mean we have such a big community now uh, crowdsourcing some of these ideas is, is yeah. fantastic people can just feed off of that hey that's a great one you know so um, one more thing I want to say um, I want to thank everybody for the orders of the shakers um, God, I think I was telling Lonnie before I think we had 37 sold um, and I've shipped out all of them that have actually given me their shipping address. We have like 19 people that I have no idea where to send their paid-for shaker. Oh, God. So if you hear this, um, if you're connected with us on Facebook, drop me a line there or email uh, the email on the, the website, ironradio.org, and that'll get sent to me, and I'll get this thing out right away. Um, because I just got a box sitting here collecting dust. So let me know where to send it, and, I, and I'll get it out to you. And if you email me and... Uh, you're not on the list. Don't don't try an email if you you didn't order one. So <laughs> don't get on a list of who bought them. No thieves. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so but yeah, get your name to me and the address, and I'll send these right out. So right on. And, uh, we'll go from there. So say happy New Year and yesterday Merry Christmas. So um, absolutely. Yeah. Everybody have a happy holidays. All right. See you next time, yeah. everybody. Hey, sports nutrition fans, join us in beautiful Clearwater Beach, Florida, June 20 and 21 for the 11th Annual ISSN Conference and Expo. You'll learn the latest, greatest sports nutrition from the best minds in the business. Some of our speakers include Juan Carlos Santana, Dr. Mark Tarnopolsky, 
Gina Lombardi, and many, many more. You learn about intermittent fasting, how to exercise to offset poor eating, and also nutritional strategies for maintaining or gaining muscle mass. But the best part is you'll get to rub elbows with the best scientists in the business. The ISSN, why would you go anywhere else? Go to www.theissn.org for more information. That's www.theissn.org for more info. See you there. Iron Radio is accepting donations. If you like what we do, the professors, the scientists, the bodybuilding show promoters, the athletes themselves in powerlifting and bodybuilding, um, please consider making a donation or maybe buying something from the ironradio.org store. Uh, We also are accepting supporting members. So for $4 a month, which is frankly less than the bank sneaks out of your account in fees, you can step up and support a form of sort of public radio for the bodybuilding and powerlifting and strength community. The Iron Radio podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting a diet or exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also seek the help of registered dietitians, athletic trainers, and qualified exercise physiologists in order to make the progress that you need.